Have you realized yet that your purpose in life is constantly evolving? The thing is, it can only evolve, grow, and expand to the extent you're willing to do the work to heal. That's why I've created a transformative half-day virtual event designed for purpose chasers who want to integrate their authentic selves in every aspect of their life. Together, we're going to co-create conversations around reflecting on current patterns, amplifying your genuine desires, prioritizing fulfillment over the facade of what you should do, and we'll talk about achieving actual tangible results. I believe our work together will have a profound impact on your life as we break you out of autopilot, scale your potential, and set you up to attract everything you say you desire. Plus, this space will be an enjoyable and supportive environment for new connections with like-hearted purpose chasers from all over the world. Together, we will laugh, dance, and maybe cry, but we'll be doing the work together. If this speaks to your soul and you want to detox and release what's no longer serving you so you can live fully in the pillars of redefining wealth, tickets are currently complimentary for this half day of coaching, training, and co-creating a new blueprint for your heart's desires directly with me. So grab your ticket today at patricewashington.com slash soul detox. That's patricewashington.com slash soul detox. Clutter is a physical manifestation of chaos in the mind. And so if the space that you call your money making space has clutter, then how can you expect clarity around the activities that it takes to make money? Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. So always excited to be back with you. I'm always grateful for another week and another opportunity to just share some of the principles from redefining wealth. And as you know by now, if you're new here, you don't know yet, but welcome. And for my faithful listeners, welcome back. And as you know by now, one of the pillars in redefining wealth is space. And space is all about setting up your life to support you. And we really believe here that time is money, right? And so many of us waste precious time because we're typically looking for things that we already own but can't find. And it's a constant struggle to dig through things, look under things, look around things, move stuff out the way for you to try to get to what you need in order to be productive. And so I don't know who started it, but as they say, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, right? You want to always be ready. And one of the things that I've been asked several times, because I usually do my Facebook Lives or some of my Insta stories from my home office. And so people can get a little sliver, like a little peek, but not quite. And I always have people say, oh, what is that in the background? That looks cool. What is that? Or someone's been like, are you in your bedroom? Why does it look like you have a chase lounge behind you? (laughs) And all this stuff, which I do. I have a pair of chase lounges in my office, um, in my home office. But I thought it would be fun to finally give a sneak peek into my home office because That is where I spend most of my time. It's just like anyone else who goes into an office, goes to a job site or whatever. You're there six, seven, eight, ten hours a day. Even though I'm working from home, yeah, I am in this office pretty much with the door closed, getting it together, (laughs) like really working it out 
This is where all the redefining wealth, Patrice Washington magic happens. And so I wanted to give a peek into that because it dawned on me some years ago, especially because, like I said, I spend so much time here. It dawned on me that I was treating my office like just any old space. I was treating my office like my office slash the storage room. Maybe you can relate. Where it's the office, there's a desk, there's a place to put your laptop or your computer, you might have a printer, but then you've got that bed in the background collecting stuff. (laughs) Or you've got this pile of stuff in the closet of the office because it's the closet. So who cares? All the extra clothes and shoes and holiday gift wrapping paper and your kids' extra toys, everything goes in there. And I had to stop and ask myself one day, is this truly a money-making space? This was about 2012, so it's been some years now. Is this a money-making space? And when I got really still and honest and looked around, I was like, no. This is supposed to be a space where cash and creativity flow endlessly. And instead, you've allowed it to become cluttered. And at that time, it was like, no wonder you're having a hard time getting done with your first book. Like, no wonder you're having a hard time attracting new clients into your coaching practice. Or no wonder you're feeling these stumbling blocks. And when I started to look at the areas in my business where I felt stuck, and then I looked at the area, the space where I was supposed to be working on that business, it dawned on me that there was so much energy being stuck or getting stuck, being trapped, being held captive in all the stuff that was not serving me or my business or my business and financial goals at all. And I started to purge and clean it out. And since then, I've moved uh, from Atlanta to Los Angeles. But in this space, I am so clear that this is a money-making space. And when I look at even the last 18 months since I've been in my home here and what I've been able to create in the last 18 months, I'm probably about a third of the way through my fourth book. I launched this entire Redefining Wealth movement, if you will, which includes the weekly videos on YouTube and it includes this podcast and attracting so many brand opportunities and speaking gigs that have been on my vision board for years, like so much has opened up. And I really think it's about honoring and protecting this space, my money-making space. And so on the video, if you haven't seen it, I'll link to it in the show notes. I wanted to share what the office space looks like, but now I want to kind of walk you through some things you have to consider if you want to create your own money-making space. And even if it's not your home office, I think that this will really apply for your office at work or even your desk, your cubicle, or whatever it is. All of this applies because there is just such a level of energy and intentionality that we have to have. And again, that space pillar is about setting up your life to support you. And when your life is set up to support you, really taking in how many different ways you can attract opportunities and the money that you want to come into your life. And so 
This isn't going to be a super long episode, but if you enjoy it and you're new here, I invite you to subscribe. This is an awesome community. You're welcome to comment over at patricewashington.com. Find this episode on the Listen tab and give us your feedback. Please review all that great stuff. But I won't be before you long, but I really just want to walk you through this because I think it's one of those things that we just ignore. We don't realize that that it's a thing. You know how you don't know what you don't know? This is one of those things that I didn't know. And once it became like I had that epiphany, so much has opened up. It's just been phenomenal. And so I want to walk you through five things to kind of keep in mind. So we'll just jump in, okay? The first thing is set an intention. Like I said, I call my office my money-making space. And Whenever I would see little piles of clutter or things I hadn't shredded, just books kind of stacking up, everyone brings the mail here. I'm like the only person who can check mail in this house or something. (laughs) Everyone brings the mail here, and then I typically sort it and scan and shred and all that. And when I get behind, especially because I travel a lot on that process, like I feel it. So when I might sit down and want to record a podcast, or I might sit down and want to draft a script for a video or do all these things, and it's like, nothing is flowing. I cannot move forward. And I usually go, okay, where is their clutter? There's something that's keeping me stuck. And when I find it and clear it, it's like everything just flows so much better. I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, just try it for yourself. Everything just seems to flow better. Like my ideas are quicker and clearer, you know, and I just feel so in alignment and in sync. So What is the intention you have for your office? Is your home office in particular, is this supposed to be a home office, especially if you really work from home? Is it supposed to be a home office slash junkyard slash the kids playroom slash where all the over (laughs) overflow of the clothes that you don't wear anyway goes like what is it supposed to be? And I've gotten even more detail with this. So I have a new goal for my business and I say, this is where I create $100,000 a month. And I really believe in living in your aspirational realities, right? I had a video, train your brain to expect more. And I talked about living in your aspirational reality. And I'm like, okay, if this is where I come to create $100,000 a month, I ask myself, does this look like a $100,000 a month desk? (laughs) You might ask yourself, does this look like a $10,000 a month closet within my office? Or does this look like, like whatever that looks like for you, right? Remember, power of no comparison. We're not competing. We are growing together, right? We are just kind of holding each other's hands down this journey called life, (laughs) all with the same goal of building wealth, but doing it in a holistic way. And so it's no comparison. Don't get hung up on my number. What's your number though? You have to be able to ask yourself, is this where I come? If you're in sales and you go into an office every day, when you look at your office, does that look like the office of the person who hits the top sales goals in your company? You got to ask yourself. Or does this look like the office of someone who meets any quota or goal or objective that you have for your business or career? No. And for you, it might not be a business thing. Does this look like the office or the working space of someone who 
is a millionaire? Is a 500,000 air? Is a 250,000 air? Like whatever that looks like for you. But you want to set an intention and then be able to come back to that over and over again. And it's not that it's going to be perfect because clearly I still have to ask myself that question. So sometimes I get out of hand, (laughs) especially with the sorting of the mail, scanning and shredding. I might sort it, but then not quite scan it. And then, you know, mail comes every day. So things pile up, right? You have to ask yourself, what's the intention for this space? And then be willing to, this is number two, remove the clutter. So you set the intention and then you are committed to removing the clutter. Anything in that space that does not serve that intention has to go. I don't care if you have to make room for it in another closet. I don't care if you have to neatly put it in the garage. I don't care if you have to do a whole giveaway, give things away, sell things that are not serving you, whatever you have to do to clear it in the office, in the closet, excuse me, which is where I record. I'm in the closet of my home office. I have a desk in here with all my audio equipment set up. And so I was very clear. No one hang your extra jackets in here. This is not a space for anyone's extra anything. This is a money-making space. This is a money-making space, period. This is not where things that no one wants, where everything you don't want goes to die, right? This is supposed to be a living, breathing like organism here where things are just pumping and flowing and everything is just in sync. This is not where stuff comes to die. This is not where my husband's golf clubs come to collect dust. Absolutely not. So whatever you have to do to remove the clutter, because remember, clutter is a physical manifestation of chaos in the mind. And so if the space that you call your money-making space has clutter, then how can you expect clarity around the activities that it takes to make money? How can you expect clarity around the activities that it takes for you to make money? And whether that's a closet or desk drawer or some type of cabinet or under the desk, do not let anything hide in that space that is not supposed to be there. So you want to set the intention and then remove the clutter. Now, once you remove the clutter, number three is you want to surround that environment with positive words. So whether that's affirmations, declarations, I am the CEO of my life. I forgot to mention that we sold (laughs) these tumblers and mugs here on on the podcast. I don't know what I was thinking. I apologize. But we did this really great sale of these I am the CEO of my life mugs as the reminder, right? That we get to set the strategy and the tone for how everything in our life goes. And so I have that on the wall. I have everything that I need is within my reach. I have two vision boards in the closet here with me. I have one vision board in the main part of my office. And these are older vision boards where many of the things have come true already, But I love having them around because they remind me that once that was just a vision and now I'm living in that reality. And the other thing I love, we'll do a whole thing about vision boards one day, but the other thing I love about my vision board being right in front of me is that it reminds me of what I should be doing. Like a lot of us have calendars that are filled to the brim with just stuff. 
And we're really great at being busy, not necessarily productive. And the vision board is not about looking at it and then like hoping and wishing and praying that those things come true. My vision board is really the reminder of what should be on my to-do list. It's the reminder of what I need to say yes to and what I absolutely have to say no to. Because there's so many offers that we get that have nothing to do with the vision that we set. So you want to surround yourself with positive words, with positive visuals. I have family uh, photos around, pictures of my daughter. I desire to have another child. I even have a onesie up in my office that reminds me of that. And here's why, because I'm in the season of my business where I'm setting up a lot of systems and doing a lot of training and really preparing my business for me to be a little more hands off with certain things. Obviously, a lot of what I do is very visual. It's frontward facing. So I do television and radio and the podcast and videos and stuff. So obviously that requires me. But there are a lot of things in the background that just don't. And so I keep the onesie there and the picture of my daughter and picture of my family. It's that reminder that I got to get this together. I have to get all of these things in order because there's something greater going on here. And that's the time freedom that I want for my current family and our addition that I believe is coming. And so you want to surround yourself with anything that just keeps you motivated and charged up and headed in the direction of your vision. And that kind of ties into number four, which is keeping your goals in front of you as well. I am checklist queen. (laughs) I love a good checklist. And although I use different software to help my team and I stay on top of it, I still like to handwrite things on dry erase board. I have a big one and a small one and giant post-it notes. Sometimes I just track my income for the month on it. So I keep that in front of me. So I know if this is the month that I'm creating a $100,000 month, where am I in the process? And so I use a big post-it note to kind of help me map it out. Where is it coming from? You know, when is it received? And I do like a little thermostat where I see it go up because I just love having the visuals. But I think keeping your goals in front of you is such a big part of being in a money-making space. I mean, I really think that when you don't know what you want, you don't get anything. Most people don't achieve massive success because they're not clear about what success even looks like for them. And so having that, yes, I have an annual goal, an annual vision, but that's always broken down into monthly goals, like very specific things each month that I need to do. And when I don't hit a goal, particularly a monetary goal for that month, I have to add that gap, that the shortfall, I guess you call it, to the next month. And I keep that in front of me. So I know that some months I'm playing catch up, but it makes me so much more intentional about where I go, what conversations I have, what, again, what I say yes to and what I say no to. And I really want you to get this. You know, we still have an opportunity to finish 2017 strong, but these are really things that you can put into practice for 2018. I am committed to finishing strong, but I am even more committed to like starting and staying strong for 2018, not allowing anything to get in my way or disrupt the piece of that. And that's actually number five. So we had set an intention. What are you going to call your office? 
What are you going to call your cubicle? What are you going to call whatever the area is where you spend probably more time during the day than you do with your family or on anything else? What's the goal for that space? You're going to remove clutter, remembering that anything that is not helping you get there is keeping you from it. If it's not helping you get there, it's preventing you. There's no in-between. And so be willing to do, sacrifice and do whatever you need to do to get that clutter out of your space. And then we surround ourselves with the positive words, positive visuals, the reminders of why we're doing what we want to do. And then we keep those goals in front of us, very big on SMART goals and making sure that they're very specific and they're measurable and that we can track them. But I've found that when you do so much to set your space up to support you, when you have clear intentions, when you have so much really personal stuff around too, and you're really laser focused on numbers and your goals and all of that stuff, what I found is that it is the perfect prerequisite to take a stand for the peace that needs to be in that space. Like when it's a junkyard already, then you just let anybody come in and out. Maybe you don't because of shame. (laughs) But it's kind of like folks can just knock on the door, come in, sit down, chit chat. But when you have so much around you that is keeping you laser focused, you don't even entertain people coming in and disrupting your day, disrupting your peace, disrupting the intentionality that you've put forth. I don't know about you, but I've made protecting my peace such a big part of every area of my life. And I feel the same about my office, which is this money-making space. I don't like everyone in my office. I really don't. I don't like people standing in my office, lingering around, because I really feel like people move with different levels of energy, you know? And this has to be a positive space if it's going to make money. And some of you, you might have coworkers that want to come and linger in your cubicle, linger in the doorway of your office. There's got to be a time when you will take a stand for what that space represents. That folks cannot just come in and suck up your day, suck up your energy, drop off their bad energy, take up your time, judge your goals, because that's the other thing. Like I said, I have vision boards in here. And at one time, my vision board from 2012, I think it was, or 2013, I have on there $100,000 in cash at all times. And someone was in my office just for a moment, and they were looking at the vision board. I was getting grabbing a check, and I wasn't thinking anything about it. And they said, oh, wow, must be nice. But it was with a real funky energy. And I was like, what must be nice? I totally forgot that it was on there. I really did. I mean, I don't stare at them every day anymore, you know? So I'm like, what must be nice? And they're like, oh, 100000 in cash must be nice. Now, instead of saying, I really want to be able to do that one day, do you have any tips for me? <laughs> right? Because people will not always, some folks will say, will not always go to the, wow, if it was possible for her, it's got to be possible for me. They go to, mm must be nice. And you might feel the same way. You might have your goals listed somewhere, your sales goals, how many calls you need to make, or 
how many people you're educating, your program, or whatever those things look like for you. And there will be people who come and drop off their negativity, their lack, their scarcity mentality. They will come and drop off all of that if you're not careful. I don't know what type of environment you work in. I know it's easy enough for me to say because I work from home, but honestly, actually my husband doesn't work from home and we've had this conversation too. He's starting to get up and tell people to meet him in the conference room, which is like right across from him. He's literally starting to say, especially for the people with the negative energy, as soon as they hit the doorway, oh, hey, let's go over to the conference room so that he can protect the peace in his office. What would that be like for you? Think about that. What would it be like for you to be able to really control the environment so that you can hit the financial goals, the income goals that you have? Some of the other ways that I add to the peace in my space is whenever I want to set the mood, whether I need to really get some things done and I'm in beast mode, so I might have a bit more aggressive music. And then when I just need to, I've been doing too much and I need to slow down, it might just be some instrumental jazz. I like, I think it's called Hidden Beaches, Hidden Beach Recordings, where it's like 90s R&B and hip hop, but it's like to jazz music. It's really cool. No words. And I really like that to kind of help me chill out, especially on like a Thursday or Friday when I'm ending the week. Love bringing fragrances in, fresh flowers or I burn candles or incense, especially when I feel really anxious about something. Like right now I'm in this program, which I'll share with you guys in the new year, but I'm in this program. It's pretty intense. And I find myself just having to stop and pray and light candles and set the intention before I get into the modules. Because if I just jump in, I'll be overwhelmed. So there's a lot of things that we can do to protect the peace. But I just want to give you something to consider. I really just want to give you something to consider because if you're not creating a money-making space, you're essentially okay with having a mediocre money space. (laughs) Like I'm trying to think of another way to say this, but it's like if you're not intentional about it, You can be self-sabotaging and not even realize what's going on. And I really believe it happens to many of us. It happens to the best of us. And I'm so grateful for that epiphany that I had back in 2012 where I was just standing there and I was like, you know what? This is not the office of someone who is committed. And I was doing okay at that time. It wasn't like awful, but... When I look at where I am today and the way that I protect my space and the peace in my space in every area of my life, I truly believe that honing in on the well-being in that area has really helped me create wealth. I really, really do. I wouldn't be sharing this with you. So I would love for you to comment. Go to patricewashington.com. Listen. Click on the Listen tab. Look for this podcast episode and just tell me, like, do you have a money-making space? Were there any aha moments about how you've been keeping your office space, your cubicle, your home office, whatever? And what are you committed to doing to clear that up and really surround yourself with things that are going to help you get there? 
It's not about instantly making money overnight. It's about freeing up your mind to receive those money-making downloads. Some of the best ideas like this podcast that I've had have just come in my sacred space, which is my closet where I pray and meditate in the morning, or in this office space, the two places where I pretty much spend the most time in my house. Lord knows I don't cook, so the kitchen is not the space where I will be having any divine downloads. (laughs) But in these two spaces, I've definitely been committed to setting it up for just that. So I would love to hear what you got out of this. Thank you so much. We are over 25,000 downloads. Super exciting and moving on and upward. And I just have to tell you, thank you so much. So many of you send me messages on Instagram, or I see you screenshotting, which I love. You screenshot you listening on whatever player you listen on and tag me on your Insta story or in your Instagram post or on Facebook. And I appreciate it so much. I don't take any of it for granted because every week that I sit down and do this, my true hope is that just something comes across that can be a blessing That can be a practical step, a mindset shift, something that you can take and run with and go and create wealth on your terms. And so for those folks who are new, if you made it all the way through the episode, this is not your typical personal finance show. I know that. And there are so many great shows out there. But what I'm really here to do is make sure that every part of your life prospers just as much as your finances. And I believe that As your soul prospers and as all these other areas, your relationships and your environment and your mindset, all these things, that as those come together, the financial abundance that you're able to attract is undeniable. Undeniable. The canceled debt and surprise checks that are on the way to you as you do this work. And I know it feels counterintuitive. I know you feel like I got a budget though, which you should, but you can't do that every day. You can't just dwell on the budget every day. What you can do is make sure that you are creating an environment that helps you show up and be the best version of yourself so that you attract the raise, the promotion, the additional clients, the opportunities, whatever that looks like for you. You do have control of that. You can do that every day. And so here at Redefining Wealth, we're about teaching you just different ways to manifest this stuff. And I hope this one was a blessing. So find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere, pretty much where there's social media. (laughs) But I'm active on those three. And you can find me at Seek Wisdom PCW. Seek Wisdom PCW. And until next time, I want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Bye.